0: I actually didn't watch the whole game because Ooh. I got lured by Sam to play video games. I don't know if I should be saying that to throw Sam under the bus, but Whoa. he did lure me to get on and play video games, so I didn't really watch the second half, uh, so my analysis might oh, not be as no. good as it could have been, and we can all blame Sam. Just kidding. It was my decision. Well, but to,
1: wow. be fair, to be fair, I what, had it playing on my second wonder. What
2: 100. game was more important?
0: Well we <laughs> played uh lethal company <laughs> oh we playing uh okay anyways besides the point besides the point no so sam's argument is pretty laughable <laughs> i i
2: ain't in the mood i ain't hit the groove i ain't hit a mood what's up everybody it is the a win is a win podcast I'm pretty excited to have an episode today. It's been a little bit since we have uh, recorded a podcast, but that's okay. Gave, our, gave ourselves a little bit of a, you know, Christmas, New Year's kind of break. And now we're ready to jump into it. Um, sports were kind of fading a little bit in that time frame. Granted, we did have some college football bowl games and some NBA games here and there, but nothing of real importance. However, these past couple of weeks, we have had games of importance in both the college football realm as well as the NFL realm, which is what we are going to talk about today. But before we get into all that kind of stuff, anything um, that you boys, H double or Sam Cookie, has to say before we uh, before we roll into that?
0: I do. I have a, a couple things. I'll say one and then let Sam go. But I would like to say over the holiday break. I extended my mini golf win streak against Autumn because we all ended up playing and I won again. (laughs) And I extended my Mario Party winning streak. It was me, Sam, Kevin, and Autumn, and I won again. I think it's five in a row now of Mario Party games I've played that I've won. And so I'm riding high and I feel like I'm really enveloping the a win is a win theme here, you know. I'm getting wins and things I do. I, that's what our podcast is about. We're about wins, no matter how you get there. And Mario Party is a great example of that. No matter how you get there, as long as you win, that's all that matters. And so I feel like I should get
2: a raise, to be honest. Denied. Matt?
0: Um,
2: I'll have to look at the finances of the podcast. So you can get, <laughs> um, or I'll get back to you on that one.
0: I also just might have gotten a text that said, shut up. But That's... I'm not gonna say from who. Anyways, really, you can get
1: Shut up from like the other room. <laughs> can you hear you. Uh, maybe. But, <laughs> gosh, I I am pretty disappointed to lose that game of Mario Party though. I remember playing it because I'm pretty sure I had like a two star lead on you for a little bit. But hey, man, no choke is a choke. Well, Bron would know. Might have to text him next time that happens. But. Uh, one announcement that I want to make. Of course, I mean I'm glad to be back with you guys. It has been a uh, bad minutes since we've had our last podcast episode, so it's good to be back. But I also wanted to say there was another important uh, sporting event that happened. Uh, this is more in the in the friend group range of things than more like worldwide. But I want to preface this by saying to our audience, you're actually looking at the winner of the Cool Kids Club fantasy football playoffs. My first championship in like eight years. You guys gave me so much crap before for choking year after year, and I finally won. I finally did it.
0: Well, if you were like Eric, it didn't really run your mouth. We wouldn't have given you crap. That's why it was such a running theme among us because – you tended to be one that would run your mouth in the fantasy chat, which I honestly really enjoy because I do it in Max League now. But you actually didn't this year, and you won. So I think that's saying something. You were that's pretty true. chill. You didn't really say much.
1: Sure, yeah. I I toned it down a little bit. I told myself I would tone it down and rejuvenate my team that way, and it worked <laughs> out. I rode behind McCaffrey's back, and he carried me to the championship. I mean, what more can I say?
2: Yeah, I mean, was – Etienne and Connor kind of carried you in that last game. Oh, they but, definitely did. Wait, yeah, Sam, game.
0: who did you beat again in the championship? I forgot.
2: Oh, gosh.
1: Um, I I, I, I was like, too busy, like, popping champagne bottles when I won. I kind of forgot to. Uh, pretty sure
0: that they were saying stuff in chat about I think and... I think
1: his last name is, like, Bozo or something. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, and Matt's credit, he did win a league as well. Credit to him. Hey, um, me too. I, I was on his was, team. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Thank say, you. I was going to I credit a little bit too. So we're all winners.
2: We're I all- mean, we're in the regular season of fantasy again this year, but just could not get over the finish line. I wish my team had played Sam like, you know, in the other two weeks because I would have <laughs> beat him. But when it mattered most, didn't win. So um,
0: honestly, just sounds like the
2: Cowboys to me. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm the Cowboys because I actually won a couple games and made it to the championship. I yeah. think you could say I'm like one of the like 1991 Bills, you know, who like got to the championship and then lost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's fair.
1: Maybe like I think it's 97 when the Patriots were in the yeah when we, when we lost
2: the Packers. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's like pre dynasty.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which of but course, Bill
2: is gone now. I think I'm now. during the pre dynasty. Mm-hmm. I think I'm during the dynasty. So honestly, I think it's I'm the Pats and you are the Giants. You you barely got in there. You're like <laughs> I can oh, see
1: boy. that. I can <laughs> see that. Yeah.
2: And then you it. It's honestly no. It's
0: more like Matt is the like current day because. Matt has had a good track record against Sam in the playoffs. It was more like Matt was the Bengals and Sam was the Chiefs, and then last year happened when the Chiefs finally took down the Bengals. You know how he was like 0 3 against Burrow, that type of vibe. That's what I that's how okay. I compare it. Yeah.
1: I can so, see that. I can see that with Matt's team too, because he always has Jamar Chase.
2: <laughs> Bro, you always I
1: make sure to have Jamar on your team.
2: I always have Jamar, and I have no idea how I get I have him. no idea.
0: He honestly was kind of mid this year. I mean, of course, that's mm-hmm. just because Burrow isn't really healthy. But, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to – real quick, though, my other thing, I have a little surprise for you guys, a little fun thing that I'm going to be doing every intro for the next couple episodes. Okay. This is something I did with Matt a couple of years ago. It was really fun. I had a good time with it. And so what I did – I have – A lot of old games and so one of my old nba games i am able to put ourselves i can create players put ourselves in to the game and put us in like on a a draft to go to a team that type of thing and so i created us three and i'm a point guard sam is a shooting guard because we saw what you did at drury everyone knows (laughs) matt is also (laughs) matt is also a shooting guard because matt is a shooter and so those are your guys' positions we're all 70 overalls because that's pretty fair for a rookie and we're just gonna see how our careers go but all i have for you this time is where we got drafted to what team and then the next time i'll tell you a couple years in how we've done what our stats are if we've won any awards that type of thing so And we're also I'm I'm five eleven. Sam's five ten. Matt six feet. I put a real heights in there, so we'll probably struggle against okay. the trees of the NBA. But that's fair. All right. Who would like to know where they got drafted, when, and where first? Sam. Sam. Sure. Tell me. Sam, you were drafted fortieth overall. Oh, okay. By the Chicago Bulls. Oh, Yo! that's awesome! Wow. So this is, but remember, this is two thousand four though. There's no Derrick Rose, oh, so you're okay. playing with like. I think like Lual Dang, rookie uh, Lual Dang's yeah. on there. And yeah. I barely know. So you're playing on the Bulls. That's Matt,
1: like MJ LeBron too. Not LeBron, Michael Jordan.
0: Right. You you just I think Scottie Pippen might be on that team. Just missed him. I, I don't That's know. That's, like a seventeen year veteran. I, I can't remember. He he was way out at the time, definitely. Matt was drafted fifty first. So Sam was taking eleven spots before Matt. So okay. Matt that's might okay. have a Matt might have a little chip on his shoulder because yeah, Sam was drafted before him.
2: Right. right here's the chip. Right here.
0: <laughs> and Matt was drafted by the Boston Celtics, and this Let's is go. the Paul, the young Paul Pierce days Celtics. So um,
2: this is before I, the
0: Big Three, but that's who Matt got drafted by. And I got drafted thirty sixth overall, ooh. I think because point guard in that game is more valuable, and I put myself as that because that's my true position. That's I got fair. drafted. To the golden state warriors okay so yeah that's that's the all i'll give you right now so we know where we are and from there it's just whatever the computer simulates we'll see what happens oh also i know you guys are probably curious we're making about 2.6 million a year M- matt and i have two-year contracts sam has a one-year contract so sam is actually technically a free agent after this year if the bulls don't resign them so yeah i'm gonna yeah. a deal there you go. That's uh. Well, I'll Next time, I'll let you guys know how the rookie year went, maybe a couple years in. So, And okay. how the teams did, of course. So, yeah. Cool. You can look forward to That's, that next episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. Charles has always been known to simulate sports like that with his real-life friends. I remember you did it in backyard baseball. You also did it in, like, 2K13. <laughs> yeah, we
0: You've had a like the backyard baseball. You know. I, I made a team of all of us, and I put on the hardest difficulty, and the create your player is so low. We went like we started off like 0 and ten because I just kept getting wrecked because it was too difficult because our players just weren't good enough. But yeah. That that's my yeah. kind of my thing. I love doing that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. You guys will know yeah. what happens next episode, where how you did your rookie year and yeah. So Matt's got Pretty that
2: fun. chip. <laughs> I can't believe I was taking last out of everyone, but hey, it's okay. I get it. I understand. <sighs> I think think also the last time we did this, I think I got taken after you again, Charles, I think, to, like, the Cavs or something. But then I had, like, the most, like... I remember
0: what happened. Yeah, just real quick. You got drafted by the Suns. They let you go after a year. (laughs) You're in the Sam's position. You signed with the Cavs with young LeBron, and you ended up winning two championships. But you made it to, like, five finals, so... Yeah, quite mean, a dynasty run, to be honest. Hey, so, yeah. hey, doesn't matter where you're drafted, right? It just matters yeah, what you do. I
1: guess. Yeah, you need to hook us up with LeBron sometimes. I didn't realize he had that pass.
2: <laughs> oh, you know that's why. Uh, that's why I can't make a song about him. It's uh, two hits. Hits <laughs> hum- It's in. It's in respect. Yeah, great, to.
0: great teammates you two were. The chemistry, the right. backcourt. <laughs> yeah, the, the original, the original big two.
2: Basically, <laughs> I. It, the original <laughs> big two. Yeah. yeah my hairline he gave me some of his playing ability and it worked out great so
1: that's true (laughs) that's fine but
2: talking about lebron and all his lebuminess let's talk about the team that lebron does not like in college football which is the michigan wolverines for our first segment we're going to do a quick little kind of recap everything um We're talking about Michigan versus Washington National Championship slash college football playoff. Um, As you all know, I think hopefully if you watch the show enough or listen wherever you listen, hopefully you guys know that I'm a huge Michigan fan. Charles and Autumn live in Michigan in Ann Arbor, actually, because Autumn does go to the University of Michigan. So we were very happy. Oh, yeah, and we have the Hutchinson shirt or jersey. Thanks to Charles. What is that? Was Autumn's dad, I guess. Autumn's dad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Autumn's dad. I want to say father-in-law, but not yet, I guess. Um, but super happy about Michigan, and I would love to talk about that and kind of the game, how we all think it's happening, and kind of go from there. So, Sam and Charles, you can take the floor first because I have a lot to say, but um, I don't Ooh. want to take. All right. So
1: you have a lot to say, man. Okay. I have I like
2: a lot to- to-
1: well, it's it's a couple of weeks. It, we've kind of brewed on this loss for a couple of weeks now. Charles and I had to with the Washington Huskies. It would have been the perfect Pac-12 run to end the whole conference as a whole. But um, I know I personally was a little disappointed in watching it. Michigan definitely proved to be a lot better of a team. Um, their defense is legit, just like we all knew. Um, it really kind of hurt on the inside to see Pennick struggle so much. Uh, most of his passes that he didn't complete were bad passes that were just his fault. I think he crumbled just a little bit under the pressure of being on like a true national stage like this, and the rest of his team also didn't really give too much help for Washington's sake. Um, the Huskies they were kind of firing on all cylinders. Um, JJ McCarthy, he's he's him. I'll give him that. Um, their running back kind of balled out too as well. So. I mean, credit to the Wolverines. They absolutely stomped Washington. I know the score doesn't seem as much, but I feel like it was more like 50 to zero than 34 to 13. What?
2: what? Looks like Sam didn't watch the game. No, 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 no. I, I did.
0: Well, let me just say this. I, I'll open up with this. So I actually didn't watch the whole game because oh. I got lured by Sam to play video games. I don't know if I should be saying that to throw Sam under the bus, but.
2: Whoa. He did lure
0: me to get on and play video games, so I didn't really watch the second half. Uh, so my analysis might oh not be God. as good as it could have been, and we can all blame Sam. Just kidding. It was my decision. Well, but to, wow. be
1: fair, to be fair, I had it playing on my second rounder.
2: What, what game was more important?
0: Well, we played <laughs> uh, Lethal Company. <laughs> oh we were playing a... Uh- okay, anyways, besides the point, besides the point. No, so Sam's argument is pretty laughable. <laughs> I I don't think he really was watching the game. And even so, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was definitely not 50 to zero. I don't know where you got that from. Well, if I think anything... he the
2: first quarter and then left.
0: Right. Yeah, it might have been like a you saw the 17-3 and left type of thing. Because actually it was a lot closer than that. And if anything, the score actually is bigger than what the is, is larger than what the game showed. And you said, yeah, I think Michigan was was a better team. I think they are the better team overall. But Washington did leave a lot out there that could have changed the outcome. And I know they had a rough start. Michigan's running game went all over Washington. Two quick touchdowns, you know, because of the running game. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, boy. But as I told Matt this, I texted him. I know we knew Washington's defense wasn't that good, but it always seems to play good enough or at least step up when they need it to, to give them a chance to win. And after that, and then the field goal, when it was 17-3, besides those two touchdowns that were, you know, like halfway through the fourth quarter and beyond, there was only a field goal off of the interception to start the half anyway. So their defense actually stepped up and played pretty well. And you said J.J. McCarthy is him. He didn't really do that much, to be honest, that game. So... Yeah, but their defense gave them a chance to win for sure because it was a one possession game for a while there. And Washington just couldn't capitalize. I do think Pinnocks definitely struggled, but there's obviously some some key moments that were, you know, that could have changed the outcome. I know a lot of people want to talk about the, the holding call and like the, the what the 35 yard pass. Do yeah. I do I think I since I didn't watch it, a lot of people were saying there's kind of just a lot of holding going on anyway, so it shouldn't have been called. Plus, when I watched it, did I think it was a big hold? No. But I don't think that that one play means Washington got robbed by any means. If anything, Washington could have just kicked a field goal there and it would have been 20 to
2: 16. But, or it well, could have got an interception. Right. Like, oh.
0: But of, of course, if it doesn't get called, which it probably shouldn't have, does it change the game? I, I mean, it changes it somewhat. It, it has to because that's a big play. But the one play that I think really killed Washington and they were able to rebound a little bit was at fourth and six. When they honestly had a touchdown, Odunze was open, and they couldn't connect. That that was more impactful than the the holding call that was called on Washington because that's probably a touchdown. So if you take that at least that play into it, if they do score on that, it could be potentially 17-17 at half. I mean, there's a chance of it, and then it's a different game. So I think Washington did kind of shoot themselves in the foot a little bit, especially on offense, and I know their defense had the bad start, but they really did rebound, and it was definitely a winnable game, I think but it shows you how good Michigan's defense has been all year and i know Matt and i haven't been the highest on pinnick as like a quarterback like a prospect i mean he's still really good but we had questions and i think that those questions showed themselves in this game because i know Michigan's defense is great but you know with what he's you know kind of expected of or what he's done you think he would play better and lead, kind of up go above that to lead them but i mean congrats to Michigan they like i said they they earned it Obviously, that win over Alabama was kind of the one that that felt more like the championship, I would say, even though I do think Washington could have been right there if only they executed a little better. But once they beat Alabama, I had a feeling they were going to beat Washington. Honestly, even though I wanted Washington to win with my heart because of the Pac-12, it would have been a cool story. But, hey, I mean, Harbaugh, good for him. I know all the allegations, those were kind of dumb in my opinion, but... You know, they, he brought them a championship again. It had been since 96, I think,
2: last time they won,
0: 97, before we <laughs> were alive. So one, uh, I will say real quick also, you know, outside of, you know, Harbaugh coming in and rebuilding and the defense and their great running backs, you know, leading. And I think all the allegations fueled them, you know, besides all of that leading to the national championship, I think the most important thing Is that the fact that I moved up here because then they finally got over the hump once I got up here so they can thank me for that and I expect a championship ring in the mail. So that's all I'm saying, because if I didn't come up here, you know what, I I think that they the Washington completes that fourth down and I think they don't call holding if I'm in Springfield still, I think Washington wins. So So they can thank me for that.
2: Does that go for all Michigan sports such as like the Pistons? Or well, just what about, I was going to say. Hey, what Kings about the Lions?
0: Did. They won the first playoff game.
2: Whoa, whoa, spoiler. They, they did. We're going
0: to talk about that a little bit, but.
1: I mean, to be fair, they did. But the, the your little piss in the street did break, though. A couple. Well, of I,
0: I haven't been following basketball as much, so. You can just... Yeah. That, that's just on you then, yeah. But, yeah, um, no, congrats to Michigan. They they deserved it. They were the best team in college football this year.
2: Um, I'll kind of wrap up the subject just because. I want the majority of like our next twenty-five ish minutes to be on the NFL stuff because I think that's more pertinent. Um but I was super stoked that um that Michigan won. I actually have some a cool little thingy here. Um, you know. So, you know.
0: I saw those shirts. I'm glad I didn't get one for you. Did you yeah. like? Did you order that? Cool.
2: I ordered it like twenty minutes after we won.
0: Okay, good thing I didn't. I, like I got that you something too. else, as you saw, but we can. That's yeah, not the point.
2: Yeah, but I was super stoked because I was like, I I, I waited for this for a long time. Like none of my college teams have won, um, but I was just happy because there's so many allegations and people saying, "Oh, you did this, you did this," and I think it really brought the team together, and I could tell the team was special had some good players and stuff and it was just a great game. Um, I do agree with Charles scoreline does not reflect how close the game was. It was 20 to 13 deep into the fourth quarter. Um, and then Michigan just put in one good drive, made it 27 13 and then Washington was kind of driving down and then threw a pick and that kind of like sealed the game a little bit. To, um, I believe it was, was it 34 13? I believe is what the score ended up being. Um, Big congrats to Washington. Um, They did the Pac-12 well. I mean, it's kind of awesome that the first college football playoff game, uh, championship game was Ohio State-Oregon, right, Big Ten-Pac-12. And then the last one is Big Ten-Pac-12 of Washington-Michigan. I thought that was kind of nice. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be sad to not have Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy, a lot of our guys back. Um, But, you know, that's how college football is, you know. And Michigan's a big brand. We're going to be fine. We're going to, you know, play well. And it'll be interesting to see how everything goes next year. Um, but, hey, you're a champion. And guess what? Even if they don't get out the championship game for, like, another, like, you know, five, six, seven years, it doesn't really matter because you have one, right? So I'm pretty happy. I know. I'm just like, yep, this was a great season. So I just, like, don't really have too much else to say because you guys did a great job. Kind of saying everything else.
0: So that that just real quick that uh last thing, like I said about Pennix, when like you said, it was twenty to thirteen for a long time. That that's mm-hmm. when he has to be better to lead them to a drive to maybe tie the thing, and he couldn't do it. Or, that's where he just wasn't good enough. You know? Or a
2: field goal just puts pressure on Michigan, like oh, like they're going to get some and points, and stuff like that. You know, of course so. the
0: holding call you know affects it because it was twenty to thirteen, right? Yeah. Which I know that was big play, could have been something, but you yeah. know, still. It's just I expected more. I, I did honestly.
2: How about this? If you take that play away, does it really affect the whole game? Do you really think Michigan was going to lose that game? Probably not, right? So I mean,
0: if if they convert the fourth down, maybe then. I, maybe. I guess that would depend. <laughs> yeah, but that see that's why that's more of an impact play than the whole, miss, the holding
2: call, to be honest. So yeah,
0: because that's but a touchdown if they connect.
2: That's kind of my little thing, uh, Michigan. And uh, we, can, uh, we can move on to our next topic, um, which is the one we really want to talk about. Um, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be recapping the wildcard games in the NFL uh, from each game and then giving predictions of who's going to win. Um, I like to give scores so we can give scores, too, of what we think the next round is going to be. Um, so let's start with the AFC games first and then the NFC games first. And we'll do that for both, for the previous wild card round and then this divisional. So with the AFC, we'll go in order. So we had Bills versus Steelers, which got pushed back to Monday. Um, I think this is a pretty quick quick recap. Basically, Bills were better. Steelers' offense kind of sucks. I think we all kind of knew what was going to happen on that one um but the bills look pretty good and uh you know having home field advantage being not being that sixth seed you know but they could have been and going into or that seventh seed they could have been they could have been the Steelers right instead they're the two seed you know that helps out a lot so what I gained from that bills game and the Steelers game was Josh Allen looks good and they look good at home so that's kind of what I got from that game yeah
1: I agree with that, too. I was watching the game live. It was happening, but I knew from like the very first snap from the Steelers that they were going to lose. They had no chance to get to the Bills. They are a pretty, pretty solid two-seed, I would say. They deserve the spot. Um, and you kind of made a good point to where the two-seed two is especially important because I, I guess you can call it a little bit of spoilers, but um, for next week's divisional game with the Chiefs and the Bills, it, they're going to have a good home field advantage, I think, too having that two seed. But, um, yeah, like you said, Josh Allen looked great. Um, James Cook looked pretty solid, too. But um, Josh Allen really did a good game, setting himself up for a, a good playoff run. It makes me a little scared as a Chiefs fan for next weekend. I don't know if we're going to pull through, but it'll be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I think I, you guys were pretty much right. The Steelers of these last few years always seem to overachieve, sneak into the playoffs. I have a couple comments to help me out to describe how we feel about the Steelers being in the playoffs and how we knew this game would would happen. So this is a post from when the Steelers beat the Ravens week 18. And as you all know, the Ravens had clinched one seed, no starters. This comment said, and it got pinned, annual Steelers record padding win against the team resting starters. <laughs> so that's week 18 to get them in because uh, the Jags had lost. I think that's what got them in or something. But yeah. Then we go to the actual game and <laughs> predictable Steelers limping into the playoffs and getting humiliated in the wild card. So that was the other pin comment. And like you guys said, we, you just knew it. I mean, it's the Steelers. They don't scare anyone. They somehow always overachieve Mike Tomlin, never has had a losing record. Somehow they get in. They're not scary though. We knew, we knew the bills would, would win. And it looked like it early on. I was watching the game. I didn't really expect much else. So Really nothing else to say, but, I mean, congrats to, I guess, the Steelers for overachieving again and getting bounced immediately. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for the Bills, it's a great first game, I'd say, to play against them, you know, to get rhythm going. But the Chiefs are going to be a much different
2: test, which we'll get to. But, for sure, that's all I got to say on that. And speaking of the Chiefs, that is the nice game because the three-versus-six matchup, it was Chiefs and Dolphins. I believe Windchill was what negative like ten or something like that. It was kind of no, yeah, it was like
0: negative twenty five or something. Was it? it yeah, was, it was. It was yeah, higher twenties.
2: Um. Once I saw that, and also I saw that the Dolphins were playing up there. That seemed like a pretty easy lock for the Chiefs. Um, dolphins don't play well on the on the road in the cold, which makes sense. Uh, neither does Tua, and um, the Dolphins just. The very end of the year just limped in, you know. um, I think the Chiefs took advantage of the the home field advantage. They really did take um, control of the home field advantage, I think. And you know, beat them pretty soundly. Like I said, I mean, I know Sam probably has more to say on it. Um, I'd rather talk more about like the wild card matchups and the previews because I think all those games are way better. Um, But to me, this this was an easy W. Um, for the Chiefs, even on paper, I was like, I didn't need to watch this game, and not a lot of people did because on Peacock, yeah, that
1: yeah. was the annoying thing too about it. Um, th- I do agree that it was pretty predictable. Um, myself with a lot of other Chiefs fans kind of went off the bat and just saying the Dolphins had no chance coming into Arrowhead with it being like, I believe, the fourth coldest game in NFL history. It's I think a so. It's that, yeah. But, um, no, I, I like to think I'm a little bit delusional when I'm saying it, but knowing that the Chiefs only held the Dolphins to seven points, uh, it's probably mainly because of how cold the weather was. The Dolphins are terrible in cold weather, like, away games. But um, our defense really stepped up, I think. Um, it makes me really excited for next week against the Bills. Um, my boy, George Karloftis, the, the little unbeknown Greek freak, for the NFL at least. Uh, credit to Giannis, but uh no, I think the dolphin the defense is really good. Um Sneed Need did amazing as usual. He's probably one of the biggest um Pro Bowl snubs too, I think of this year. He wasn't he didn't make a Pro Bowl. He's not on the all all pro team, yet he has been a shutdown quarterback all year this year. He led he shut down Tyreek all game. I was so happy to watch it. Trent McDuffie too, he balled out Chiefs look amazing. Um, The only complaint that I have was that uh, from watching the game, we didn't really end up finishing a lot of drives strongly. Uh, One drive ended, we scored a touchdown, but it was a ridiculous, I mean, as usual, offsides call by Juwan Taylor. He's had like 20 calls like that this year, which is ridiculous. But, I mean, we scored points in most drives. Most of them just ended up being field goals. And, I mean, it's a lot more ideal to see touchdowns come from it. But hopefully we can improve on that a little bit next week and show up to the Bills and keep that rivalry going.
0: I'm trying to debate what's worse to sit through and listen. Is it Sam talking about the Chiefs or Matt talking about Michigan? I'm honestly having a tough time because, uh, you know, tends to be a little biased and, you know, let me know about it, such as uh, Sam talking about how, snub he got heavy there with snubs and his black guys <laughs> played great of course oh I don't, of, I don't see the what jerry sneed wasn't a pro bowler you know what if he just, just wasn't good say, enough
2: he definitely was good enough i just want to say for my michigan stuff i didn't say haha I told you washington would lose i was like we did it that's all i said <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. Your your texts are different sometimes. Anyways. To be fair,
1: I also don't let the opposing team down. I just hype my own team up. So you can call me like a perennial fan, and I'll take that.
0: Anyways, yeah, agreed. Similar to Steelers' game. I I mean, I didn't have any second thoughts about the Dolphins winning this game by any means. I didn't think they would. And you guys mentioned the cold weather with the Dolphins, which is very true. But I think what's even more true is that they are frauds and they cannot win against winning teams all their wins were against non-winning non-500 teams except for the cowboys and the cowboys are the cowboys which we'll get to in a sec so yeah the dolphins just aren't weren't that good they're not that good right now i i I knew they weren't gonna win and so not much more to say i mean i i watched like the first quarter with kevin where he had on a stream and then we got on the infamous lethal company and we didn't watch it anymore after that and once I checked the score, I was like, "Oh, I'm not shocked at all." So, hey, let me say that Mahomes' helmet shattering like that was crazy. Yeah. That gosh, I I honestly thought about if playing in that cold and like hitting the ground going for a catch would just be awful. It's just freezing cold and like I'm scraping sure, up on yeah. the 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 grass or what they play on grass, right? Or do they play on yeah, turf? yeah, grass. Yeah, I gonna. Oh, it's turf.
1: In in Arrowhead, that's grass.
0: Okay, yeah. So, like, scraping, still scraping up on it would just be terrible. Yeah, yeah. either way, though.
2: Frozen grass. So, it's basically like, yeah,
1: it's
0: it's like, yeah, but it's like, yeah, yeah.
2: uh,
1: concrete. I can imagine it being like concrete with how cold it was out there. That'd be terrible.
2: Well, the next game, I think probably the shocker in the AFC. I don't know if you call it a shocker, but maybe one that people, maybe the
0: the score was a shocker. I will say that.
2: uh, um, but Texans beat the Browns. I believe what was it, forty-two to fourteen, or something like that. Forty-five to fourteen. 40, yeah, forty-five to fourteen. Sorry, I missed the three points. Um, CJ Stroud can ball, and let me tell you what. If I'm a Ravens fan, spoiler alert, Ravens fan, CJ Stroud could be that guy. Yeah. Don't want to ruin the dream season, but you know, very good quarterback. Um, yeah, but, maybe. Yeah. T.J. Stroud just took apart the Browns. Um, the Joe Flacco dream season came to an end. The thing about it is I really hate resting starters and players the week before just because I feel like he gets you out of rhythm a little bit. Like, I really wish Joe Flacco would have played a quarter or two in week 18. Um, but, you know, if all of a sudden he gets hurt, ACL tear, right, people get upset and say, hey, why didn't you rest them, etc." cetera. Um, But the Texans just beat the Browns in every fashion. Um, That's all I can really say about that. So this game also was not very close. So You
0: remember when uh, we actually, one of our first episodes, was talking about the the draft and the quarterbacks. And my personal, I I, I know I said draft Anthony Richardson number one because of the potential, but I thought the best quarterback coming out was C.J. Stroud, and so did Matt. But I remember someone else said Bryce Young should be the number one pick and I don't know. I mean, I yeah, still believe Bryce Young could be good, but looking back
2: on that, that wasn't was, turned I don't out don't know. to
1: be a good pick. Yeah, I agree. I remember that was one of the first episodes
2: we did. Wasn't that you, Sam, who said Bryce Young should be number yeah, one?
0: My vote was for Bryce Young.
2: But then and me if, and Charles both said CJ Well, I right?
0: said Anthony Richardson off of potential, but I thought CJ Stroud was the best one right now. So but if you were doing that, not, I would have yeah.
2: Isn't that what you and I both said though? Yeah. So. And here's the thing. The only reason why I know about C.J. Stroud so well is because of Michigan, right, watching Ohio State. And I was like, oh, he can kind of throw the what, ball. Like, once I saw the,
0: the Georgia game, honestly, that's all I needed oh. to see. Anyways, oh. that's besides the anyway. point. C.J. Stroud's a baller. He's proved that now. Yeah, I, I didn't expect it to be as big of a blot as it was. Honestly, I thought the Texans would win. But like I said, I once I saw the halftime score and then I saw the – Two pick sixes, the next thing I knew it was 30, whatever it was. I can't remember off the top of my head. I went to myself, wow. Because I didn't watch this game. I was out doing errands. But, hey, yeah, shout out to the Texans for turning it around, you know, in one season. And you have to be excited for the future. And like you said, as a Ravens fan, I'm not taking them lightly by any means. And I know we'll get into this in a little bit. But, you know, last time we were the one seed and we rested two weeks in a row was not very good. So those demons are kind of there in my mind. And I know Houston could definitely – beat us. If anything, just please don't let the Chiefs host another AFC championship game uh, so Nick Wright can stop calling it the Arrowhead <laughs> Invitational. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I guess Joe Flacco kind of fizzled out a little bit. You know, he had a nice run, and but the, the shocker was the Browns defense getting lit up like that, which, of course, mm-hmm. two pick sixes are not against the Browns D, so that pads the stats a little bit, but they still, you know, CJ Stroud still pretty much tore them apart for the most part. And the Browns defense was, you know, top five easily going in, so.
1: Oh, for sure. It was, I was
0: honestly shocked by the score. I, I really was. I thought it would be in the 20s, you know, type of game. And so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely scary for me. I was.
1: I was too, definitely, uh, watching the game. Um, the Browns defense got torn up, which I was super surprised by. If we were to make an episode in the past, kind of recapping those wildcard games before it happened, I would have praised their defense so much, but they got... Carved up by no name guys from Houston, and C.J. Stroud just balled out and tore them up. But I, I felt so bad for Joe Flacco too. Honestly, I'm not trying to be like a super fan or anything of his, but whenever I did end up seeing those two pick sixes happen, almost right after one after another, I was like, their whole season is done. They're, they're all their hopes and dreams just crumble just like that. Like they had they had a good drive going. I think it was. It was fourteen to fourteen at the halftime, I think, and then I think it was fourteen to twenty one before Joe threw his first pick six, and I was like, oh boohoo, that happened. And then a couple of plays happened later after that from him, and then he threw that other pick six. I was like, oh, their their season just ended right there, and I was I was sad for them, but I mean, credit to the Texans, they absolutely showed out. They showed why they deserved to be in the playoffs and. They can make a good run, barring this next week against the Ravens. And I know for a fact, someone, one of us three, is going to have some choice words for that matchup next week. Oh, Definitely fighting some demons.
0: Let me just uh, also, I I don't mean to pile on Sam so much right now, but I have the ammo for it, and so I'm going to. But don't worry. I'll make sure to to let Matt know when I feel he needs to hear this, you know, because – This is maybe isn't what Sam wants to hear, but it's what he needs to hear. So Sam did – it was honestly a really nice gesture because he went out of his way to make a playoff rankings list in our sports chat before the playoffs, like maybe a few days before. And so Sam – let me just say this. He ranks Houston 12th out of 14 teams, and he ranked Cleveland 5th. And so – it's basically like a 5 versus 12 in March Madness, you know? That's like the vibe we're getting It, it happens,
2: yeah. And the 12, <laughs>
0: but not only did the 12 win, they blew them out. That's the thing. That's like if the 12 seed won 84 to 57. That's basically what this was. And we, so, we've seen
1: it. We've seen it before in the past.
0: Yeah, Sam's rankings, hey, you're right. We've seen it before. Upsets happen, so I don't think there's any shame in it, but I just wanted to let everyone know that your bracket had the 12 seed being the 5 seed, essentially.
1: And, um, in a way, so that's sad. I think I also had the Chiefs as like number three, which is fair in all doubt. But that, no, that, that Texans pick was definitely uh, it did not sit very
2: well. Let's just say Sam's playoff ranking list got us a little heated. <laughs> didn't Tell you that much.
1: You <laughs> got somebody a little heated, that's
0: for sure. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> it was hey, Matt. Hey, Eric. I call,
2: I call like I see it, dog. No, okay? I, I
0: know who you're talking about. And but, guess uh, what?
2: If we did my power ranking list I think all the teams that I would have had in the top Eight I think would still be there Um, But No way Pretty pretty close I won't say my power ranking list Obviously I told Charles I did choose teams Before the playoffs happened So far all of them have won So hopefully my streak can continue For this next week Um, So hopefully we're going to keep doing that Um, however, we're going to talk about some underachieving teams because we're going to the NFC playoffs and a lot of these teams are from the NFC least. So without further ado, we have the Green Bay Packers who probably should have been the two seed JK, but they should have versus the Dallas Cowboys or, you know, just the annual choke job of the year. Um, we had the packers beating not only just beating them thoroughly thoroughly beating the uh, the cowboys unlike sam's comment about the washington michigan game this game actually was not close even though the score line was very close um, was closer than when it should have been um, but i believe it was 45 to 32 i believe is what it ended up being
0: it was 48 32 but the score was 48 16 with like 6 minutes left so
2: yeah so Empty Calorie Dak, as they call him. Hey, you know what? Stephen A. Smith says, how about them Cowboys? That's all I have to say about that because I don't really want to talk about the Cowboys, so.
0: Did I? Okay. I'm going to gloat here just a little bit because this is like the one thing that I got right right on the head and probably will get for this entire playoffs and maybe the rest of my sports career, to be honest. I literally called it when the uh, last Sunday, when the matchups were set, I texted our sports chat. I said, The Packers are going to beat the Cowboys. They'll come out not ready to play like they normally do. And that's literally what happened like nail on the head, word to word. It was 27 0 before halftime. The Cowboys stunk. I, I, did, I was honestly, I. I thought it would be similar to like the Niners Cowboys a couple years ago. You remember when Jimmy G was there and they won because the Cowboys just didn't look ready? I thought it'd be yeah. similar to that. I did not think it would be 27 to 0, 48 to 16 type of game. But I knew I I the, I watched the Packers against the Bears week 18. I hadn't really watched them. I, I knew they struggled early on, but Jordan Love's been on fire. I watched that game and I said this Packers team can play. I know that score against the Bears was only like 17 to 9 there was a couple little miscues that would have prevented it or uh, prevented it from being a bigger score but i watched that game and you know the bears have been playing good too and i said this yeah. packers team is good like jordan love is playing great football right now i was really impressed and so that's why i said they're gonna beat the cowboys i don't think people realize how good they're playing right now and it showed and so man you know, we're talking about Texans going to the Ravens, right? I mean, the Packers going to the Niners. That's probably got to be scary for the Niners, with how the Packers have been playing and how Jordan Love's been playing. But it always feels great to see the Cowboys lose. It makes me so happy. What, 27, 28 years since the NFC Championship game for them? 27. And let's keep it going. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, he owned the Cowboys. But luckily, Jordan Love has... Developed that uh, gene in him to be the Cowboys' owner and continuing the trend. And, of course, Aaron Jones, the Cowboy killer. Another great game against the Cowboys. So Because he was from El Paso, wanted to be a Cowboy. Fun fact.
1: It's it's great to see um, the Packers, I mean, absolutely ball out, too. I mean, I, I think we can all collectively agree that we love seeing Dallas choke again and again especially in the playoffs but um it's really refreshing to see at least one really solid like young playoff team have a good run so far with the texans and the packers um i really do think between the two teams i think the packers might have a little bit of a better shot to making like a good genuine run now the game against the 49ers will be a real test but um jordan love has definitely proven and he stepped up to be like the guy too i mean Credit, credit to him where credit's due. I mean, he's he's made, like, absolute plays where he's needed to. And he's really impressed me, personally. Um, honestly, I don't know same. If
0: he's, but... he's really – like, same, honestly. He's really oh, impressed Oh, yeah, me yeah, yeah. But... yeah. I
1: agree, yeah. Um, I don't know comparing him against C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's definitely been the best rookie quarterback. But Jordan Love has been probably the best quarterback to have the first full season behind his back, too. So, I mean, credit to both of them. It's a lot of fun to watch so far. Um, I'm happy that we don't have to face the Packers with us being in the AFC. The okay. Mahomes can breathe a sigh of relief a little bit, but um, it was a lot of fun to watch. I well, that's just because
0: of what happened earlier this year. That's why you're saying that. That is true. That that might be a little
1: bit true, I have to admit, but um, that I definitely turned the TV off after the Cowboys got absolutely stomped. Like Matt said, the ending score doesn't do justice. Dak Prescott probably saved his little bit of his career just by throwing a couple of garbage time touchdowns. And somehow, I, dude, I didn't bet on it or anything, but I was so shocked to hear uh, when Jerry Jones had that press conference defending Mike McCarthy. He is such, on the Cowboys at least, he has not been a good coach at all. He should have gotten yeah. the. Boot. I don't know why he's still there. They kept him. Let's go. (laughs) If I was skip Bayless, I would be.
0: He lost his mind. Yeah, I was listening to – or he, like, tweeted, like, the night it happened. Yeah, they literally kept Mike McCarthy, which is so funny. I was going to mention that real quick. And also, the Packers are literally the youngest team in the NFL, too. So, that's actually – I didn't know that. That's crazy. Mm
2: -hmm. That's scary. Well, that is. Now let's move on. I don't – I want to kind of save the other game for last. So we'll just do the Buccaneers as the four versus five Buccaneers. Eagles Buccaneers won. I think it was 32 to nine. Wheels um, were falling off the bus for the Eagles. Uh, they were one in five the past six weeks. Um, I didn't think they were going to get stomped by the Buccaneers, um, but I just saw a team that was just going the wrong direction. And it's kind of hard to pull yourself out from a direction like that. And AJ Brown was gone. So I was like, yeah, that's probably gonna be a Buccaneers win. And it was Baker looks good. He knows how to use his weapons, his offensive weapons is Chris Gawin, Mike Evans. And he played a great game. So Buccaneers won and was not a surprise to me. So Yeah, this um
1: the Eagles collapse, this whole collapse from the past few weeks needs to be like a case study. It's kind of miraculous how it happened. Because uh, I I only watched a little bit of the game, but I did watch the highlights at the end too. And the Philly defense looked terrible, like they allowed such an easy like thirty yard touchdown pass. Um, I believe it was to Godwin, and it, it should not have been uh, allowed as a touchdown pass. Baker kind of just threw it up in the air, and the cornerback wasn't really paying attention, so they just let it catch and walk in. But it was kind of embarrassing. If I was a Philadelphia fan, I would. Kind of be crying a little bit. But your NFC East friends, the Cowboys, they did even worse. So you got that to write on. So you're not the worst of the worst, at least, but that was embarrassing. They're definitely one of the more disappointing wildcard games for sure.
0: I know Philly was 10 and 1 at one point, but didn't feel 10 and 1 to me. I I kind of I don't know if I sensed this bad of a collapse, but I sensed a somewhat of a fraud in them, even when they were at 10 and 1. But yeah, I, I honestly was not shocked that they lost this game, especially and how they even how much they lost by because they just they didn't seem like a team that was inspired that was together that cared. really so many missed tackles on defense. You just you're not going to win playing like that And the offense. I think Jalen Hurts obviously was banged up. And so, you know, it just his play really suffered down the stretch. And yeah, I mean, if you're an Eagles fan, you can't be feeling great right now. Last year was the year to win it, for sure. And they had the, you know, they were right there. And so, this was very miserable performance. And there's really nothing more to say, honestly, except I'm sad Jason Kelsey's retiring, obviously. Potentially, at least. He said on his podcast, he'll make the official announcement if it's time. But, you know, it's still, yeah. There's nothing else really to say about it, except... <laughs> it just, and I mean, I don't mean to go back to Sam's tier list again, but I also nailed this pretty well. I called him out because he ranked Philly eighth. He ranked him ahead of Detroit, LA, Green Bay, even Houston, and I called him out for it. I said Philly over those teams is absurd to me. They're playing terrible. They're the second worst team, uh, besides the Bucks. But even then, I didn't know, and I said that. So. Again, Sam with another miss yeah. on his list, but it's I, okay. Yeah, I it, happens. it happens. It happens. I did not know. Yeah, you, I did you, you said you took uh, previous success into account, and that's fair. And obviously, the yeah. made the Super Bowl, so I get that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I, I, I could sense this coming a mile away, and yeah, they just, they're just not. It, I don't know. I, I terrible. guess I didn't
1: follow the last few weeks for the Eagles because just because they have been embarrassing and none of the like general public really wants to watch that team. But I really do think you kind of have to point some fingers. The whole I, – I would like to believe if you're an Eagles teammate right now, the whole locker room is probably crumbling. I believe you're going to have to point some fingers at Sirianni. I do not think he does a good job at all of leading his team. He's about to have one of the best centers, regard, or I mean, arguably of all time. He's about to walk away. It's kind of a bad Nick, time to be a Philly Nick fan.
0: Sirianni.
1: Right? <laughs> Dude, he is what, what is he doing? He I think the whole peak of his career was, I believe it was around halftime when Philly was kind of making a comeback during the last Super Bowl. And Sirianni got so hyped up that Jalen Hurts had to calm him down a little bit. And that's well, just, they
0: were they were winning by ten at halftime of the Super were Bowl. So, bit. like, yeah,
1: they were for a bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> Nick Sirianni. I, mean, <laughs> I don't like. Gives, I don't like him. <laughs> I know. I kind of just gives more explanation of how Sirianni's career is going. He's just kind of gloating and really like emphasizing his small little successes. That's mainly from Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, and he's just there to steal all the credit. Someone's gotta. Someone's gonna give him the boot sometime soon. If I was an Eagles fan, I would not be happy with him at all. It really makes me like very happy to have Andy Reid, one of the GOAT coaches, as my coach. He seems like a, a real dad to me. Huh. I could see him like making breakfast for me. There's like, the Chiefs again, out, giving me dad advice.
2: Anyways, <laughs> we can get off of this subject here and stop talking about the Chiefs and all that crap. Um, Let's talk about probably the best game of the whole weekend, the Rams versus the Lions, where the Rams were the sixth seed facing the Detroit Lions as the three seed. Um, This game was very good. It was close until the very end. Um, Rams had chances to win it. Obviously, the Lions won it, um, but Lions played a great game, uh, did what they were supposed to do, and I'm really happy for them. They won a playoff game for the first time since what? 91. 91? It's been but like, for... what,
0: 33 years? What, I think 32. 32. So I think it might have been 92, but yeah. Mm. Anyways,
2: they won a game. It was awesome. Um, pretty cool to see Matt Stafford go back to Detroit. Um, Puka Nakua had a record for most receiving yards as a rookie. Um, you know, that's my BYU guy right there, and yeah, best game for did sure. Did you Did
0: you know him at BYU? Like, did you meet him?
2: Did I know Puka? Um, I saw him, I think maybe once, like around and stuff, maybe once or twice. Um, but he so was that, not,
0: That's enough but, to credit him as your guy, then. General presence. Matt Matt sees someone, he goes, "That's my guy."
2: <laughs> well, I mean, he went to my went to my school. Like, I love Puka. You know,
1: <laughs> Pukamon puka yeah puka
2: mom your thing when zach Ball's out is he my guy unfortunately yeah
0: oh yeah <laughs> don't bring that up matt's worst take of the year when he said he'd rather have zach wilson over brock purdy but
2: yeah oh, oh Matt? gosh
0: Matt. and yeah. also being I in did... the kiddie pool for zach wilson bro well, nah. well
2: i don't think i ever said i'd have zach wilson over brock purdy <laughs> i did you, not say that. no. That you is, didn't like say
0: it but not... you were like you're like, well, I love Brock Purdy, but his schedule isn't as hard as Zach Wilson's. And then I joked, oh, so you think he's better than Brock Purdy? And, and I you were like, that. no, 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 I didn't say that. But yeah, I was just messing with you.
2: That that
1: whole Zach Wilson kiddie pool thing was an absolute joke. I think the kiddie pool is
0: fried up now. I don't think it's
2: there anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: pool's fried up,
2: yeah. <laughs> the utilities came Matt had to get out. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Anyways, um, Detroit Rams, great game. Um yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I can say. I mean, great game. Goff played well. Porter played well. Gibbs played well. Amron played well. Like, the big people you wanted to. On the flip side, the Rams, Puka played well. Stafford did as well. Cooper Cup was there. Like, this was honestly the game of the weekend, for sure. So.
1: For sure. Um, yeah, pretty much what Matt said. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, very first Lions playoff win in our lifetimes, too. By far, too. So, that was really fun to watch. Um, Dan Cable, he absolutely poured his heart out Which is uh, pretty amazing to watch on TV uh, Seeing all the, crowd, all the crowd reactions too um, It was awesome to watch I believe Eminem was dissing uh, Matt Stafford a little bit Before the game, kind of giving him bad juju I thought that was pretty fun since he's a pretty big Detroit native um, It's going to be fun to watch you next week When they play the Buccaneers Because uh, thankfully, thank God for the Cowboys and the Packers, they have a chance to. They they're going to play the Bucks at home next weekend, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. See all the fans come out again, and I'm really genuine. I'm really uh wanting to hear what Charles's thoughts are because I'm sure him and Autumn were watching that game pretty closely, and he's probably got a lot of hot yeah, takes from it.
0: We were, and she was hype and very nervous, but very hype, obviously. You know this Lions team. I know it's obviously it's been thirty two years and. It's great for them, but like with how this team has been playing and how have been following them, it, it really doesn't f- feel like 32 years. It, it feels like that this team has already won, like a, has already been in the playoffs type of vibe. Like I'm not surprised now that they had the win, and it's been so long because this team has kind of been, this core has been together for a couple of years now, and, and you know, it feels like they've been a playoff team. Uh, but still, you know, the fact that they did win finally is awesome, and it was it was a great game. Obviously the lines got to a real hot start and they played great. They were on fire and I know they, they stalled off a bit, but you got to shout the defense, three red zone trips for the Rams, three field goals. That was the game. That's what won it for them. And yeah, it's, it's, it's great for Detroit. I, I thought they would win and I feel, yeah, it, I feel like this team could definitely go further, but Puka, Puka is a, is a, is a dog. Honestly, he's super impressive for a rookie. And Stafford looked, honestly, he played really well. It was just those red zone trips. That if I couldn't convert, that's what killed him. But, like, besides that, he played a great game. And you really couldn't ask for much more. And I'm super happy for Detroit and the Lions. And honestly, Ford Field was rocking. So, yeah, it was, they didn't let the Matt Stafford coming back to Detroit, you know, become a curse or something, you know, get the best of them. They pulled out the wins. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It was it was awesome. It was a great game. They definitely. they were on fire to start the game. They were just rolling were. down the field. Yeah. And you're thinking we were thinking when it was 21-17, this could be a 30s game. I did not expect it to end up stalling out like it did and only be 24-23. I was like this game's going to go in the 30s, but you know, it's fun to
1: watch for sure. Yeah. How it happens definitely. how it
0: happened. A win is a win.
1: Exactly. The definitely the most um, fun to watch playoff wildcard game of the bunch. Um, none of them, none of the other ones are really that close. Looking at them all, but the Lions Rams game was
0: probably the best of the week. Oh, it was definitely the best. Definitely, definitely,
2: guarantee, <laughs> well,
0: guarantee.
2: It looks like that is our wild card recap. Um, that was a good, you know, thirty-five minutes, boys. We uh, we went to town on those, so. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah,
0: I've had to make sure I got my croissant before I left.
2: Yeah, because I, I believe <laughs> we're going to do another podcast next week. Actually, I know we will. And recap the next games. What we're going to do is we're going to switch it up. We're going to get prediction of winner and the score. And then each person for like the matchup, give me an X factor of... Like, who is the X factor that helped that team win? Does that make sense? So, like, let's say you think that the Texans win. Who is the X factor that helped them win? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, that's how we're going to do this. That way, one, it can be a little quicker. But, two, we still get to talk about these. But, you know, the meets is going to be next week when you recap, you know, kind of what happens. So, without further ado, we'll go back to the AFC. And we're going to start with Sam and myself and Charles. will be last for this matchup. It'll be Ravens and Texans. You go, Sam.
1: Oh, gosh, that's a tough one because the Texans have really proved themselves from this last week with the wild card game. Um, I will have to respect Charles a little bit with this pick, and I will say Umar is the X factor. He really comes out as a true playoff contender that he is, and he's made out to be with his little MVP trophy at his side. I'm going to say Ravens, 28, Texans, 24.
2: Oh, good game. Okay, and your X-Factor is Lamar?
1: Yep, Lamar.
2: Okay. I'm going to go Ravens, 31, Texans, 28. I think it's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. X-Factor, I'm going to go different because I, I was going to say Lamar, but I think that's, that's an easy choice for sure because – He's mm-hmm. obviously the awesome player on the field, like, without a doubt. Right. X-Factor for me, Zay Flowers. I think if okay. Zay have, like, 100 yards and a TD, I think that helps Lamar just with his throwing and confidence. Granted, Mark Andrews could be back. That's what Harbaugh has said. He could be back. I don't think he will, but could. Um, but I think if once when the passing game is going, that opens up the run game for – the Ravens. So my X factor is Zay Flowers.
0: I think uh, I don't like breaking predicting, predicting scores, but I'm going to go Ravens as well. I'm not going to abandon them. I, I think they win 27-19, 27-20. That sounds good right okay. there. I okay. do not think that the Texans it on like they did against the Browns. I'm going to go for my X factor. I'm going to go to the other side of the ball because defense wins championships. And I think I'm going to go with either like Roquan Smith or one of our corners, maybe like Brandon Stevens, Marlon Humphrey, because Marlon Humphrey is actually banged up right now. I don't know if he's going to play yet. We'll see. So our secondary is a little banged up. So maybe Brandon Stevens, Kyle Hamilton, one of those guys, because we have to slow CJ Stroud down. That's going to be the key to winning this game. When we played him week one, we won 25 to nine because our defense really shut them down. And so, yeah, I I think that's I think our offense is going to play pretty well, but like not amazing. I think we're just going to win, you know, win a nice hard 27 to 19 game. (laughs) But someone on the defense, you know, in the secondary, I would say uh, to disrupt CJ Stroud. uh, Yeah. Or just Justin Matabike, our leader in sacks. Yeah. Our front to get to CJ Stroud to, you know, make him uncomfortable. That's going to be important. So, I was gonna
1: say uh, more on the offensive side, the 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 goat chief Orlando Brown too.
0: We don't even have him.
1: But, oh,
0: the Bengals did.
1: It, so. We traded yeah, him yeah, to you guys.
0: We no, traded him yeah. to the Chiefs. Remember?
1: Yes, you did. Actually, yeah, yeah, you guys were the OG Orlando Brown guys. I had that mixed up then. Forget so, saying,
2: because because Sam's mind is on this game. <laughs> let's have Sam go first. Next game is Chiefs versus Bills.
1: I think the Chiefs are always on my mind, even when they're off season. I always think about Mahomes, but that's besides the point. I really hope this is a this is a true rivalry. I think between the Chiefs and the Bills, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'll try to try to speed it up a little bit and make it quicker, but um, it's going to be a lot of uh, fun seeing the Chiefs actually play their first away game at Bills Highmark Stadium too. I think it'll be very electrical over there. It'll be fun to watch. Um, I really hope on the off chance it'll still be higher scoring. I know the Chiefs have had a, a little bit of a mid-scoring year this year, kind of a slump, some people could say, but um, I want to be a little hopeful in saying the Chiefs will beat the Bills 35-29. to It's a little high of a score, but I think the real X factor of the game outside of Mahomes, kind of like Matt was saying, if you just pick QB every game, it's kind of the I would pick. I'm going to pick Chris Jones. If Chris Jones can make a couple big plays on Josh Allen, it's going to be hard because Chris Jones is not very mobile of a defensive back, but, um, well, and that and Josh Allen is a pretty speedy quarterback. He uses the legs pretty well. If uh, Chris Jones, he can get a couple of good plays in, maybe a sack or two, combine a sack with maybe like Mike Dana or Kroftis again. I think the Chiefs have a really good um, advantage with that. Mahomes will just take the way as he usually does, and we will ride off into the sunset. Go back to the Arrowhead Invitational, baby.
0: Well, that would you're wrong because you picked the Ravens to win, so you'd actually be going to Baltimore. But ooh, ooh. we can call it the M and T Invitational if you want.
1: <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it. We can oh. we
0: can switch uh, it. Hey, I'll, I'll go next, Matt. I'm gonna go Chiefs as well. As much as it pains me, as much as I want to make fun of Sam and pick the Bills. I just don't – I, I got to see it first from Josh Allen and the Bills. I got to see them win. You know, they've been pretty disappointing the last few years. Obviously, they've lost the Chiefs a couple times in the playoffs. I'm going to go Chiefs. I think it'll be – I don't think it's going to get to the 30s. I, I think it'll probably I, – I do think that Chiefs defense is for real, and I think that Josh Allen is going to have some, some struggles against it. So I'll go, I think, 28-17.
2: Chiefs. So basically, what they did at Arrowhead this
0: year? Uh, well, didn't the Bills beat the Chiefs technically? Yeah. The Bills but us, yeah. They did 21 17. I'm going Chiefs over the Bills 28 17. And I think the X Factors, I say Pacheco, because if the Chiefs can get a run game going, that's critical for their offense. It really helps them open things up. And I, Sam and I have talked about how important he is to your guys' offense mm-hmm. and those games you didn't have them. It just, it was tougher on you guys. So I think he's the X factor. Oh, he's very important. Yeah.
2: Hey, I'm going to go bills. I think I know Charles says, I need to see it to believe it. I think this is the year. I think it's probably the best time to face the chiefs because they do not have a true wide receiver. One offense has not been as explosive as usual. And I think Sam would agree with me on this one. Not that I'm a, yes. Am I probably a chief hater? Probably, but, is their offense as good as usual? I would say no. I think Sam would also agree with that statement as well. Therefore, I think this is the perfect time for the Bills to win. My pick, X-Factor, is going to be another wide receiver. It's going to be Stephon Diggs because he's going to be mashup against the other X-Factor I would pick if I was picking the Chiefs, Lajarius Sneed. I think if he can be Lajarius Sneed, they win the game. Uh, If you look, when Allen and Diggs hook up and play really well together in the playoffs, they win the game, right? So, to me, Bills win, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be 24-20 Bills.
0: Sam's got that written down, and he'll be ready to go if uh, something else happens.
2: (laughs) Tell me that's fine, whatever, but I really do think if this is one year to beat the Chiefs, it's it. It's like, you know, like whenever – like, it was like whenever the Patriots played in 2008 with Matt Castle, right? Like, that's kind of the year to beat the Pats in the playoffs. Because after that, you get great, you know? I get Same what you're saying. Yeah. thing with Mahomes, right? You don't have Tyree. You don't really have that number one. Or, or receivers who you can trust, like, oh, they're going to catch the ball because, obviously you've seen they can't. This is it. So that's why I picked the Bills. Fair. Going to the NFC, first – place versus seventh place we have the 49ers versus Packers and let's start with Charles
0: I'm gonna go 49ers I think they're gonna be able to put up points against the Packers I think this will be a little more high scoring I think like 34 to 24 around that range sounds good I think the Packers will cool off a little bit because I think the Niners defense will I think they'll be more prepared more than anything but I think they're a little better than Dallas and I'm going to go Brock Purdy for the X-Factor. I'm going to say quarterback because he's definitely their biggest question mark on offense, I would say. They've obviously got all the pieces around him, And we've seen him play amazing. And when they click, they pretty much – I don't think anyone can beat them. But we've seen him struggle. You know, Ravens game, the Bengals game, the Browns game. And so if you get that version of Brock Purdy, things and, – and obviously if the Niners trail, they do not have a good track record of coming back. That's that's going to be important. I think it really comes down to how he gets off to uh, how good of a start he gets off to. If he gets off to a quick start, I think that really helps them and they get into a rhythm. So I, I do think they will. Though I'm going to go Niners and Brock. Brock Purdy's the X factor.
1: Sam, um, yes. Well, I do agree with what Charles is saying that Brock Purdy's the X factor. Um, he's really the one that leads teamed to victory. But Brock Purdy doesn't really have that that real playoff...
0: <clears throat>
1: sorry. Doesn't have that real playoff success, aside from last year. And, I mean... It, hey, it was, yeah,
0: you, I, won two, you won two games. I mean, that's he did. something. He yeah, did. I, I mean... He's won more than Lamar's won in his career. <laughs>
1: Already. You did that to yourself. I didn't say that. I'm I just saying. I, I really do think they would have had a good chance in the NFC Championship, too, if uh, Brock Purdy didn't go out. But... I kind of do want to point more towards um, another X-Factor player on that offense because that offense is truly potent. It's probably the best offense of the league for the entire year, too. But um, for the score, at least, I think it's going to be a little bit more spread out against the Packers. I don't think Jordan Love is going to be able to clutch up, unfortunately. Um, I would give it 39-17, 49ers. I don't think it's going to be very close of a game. My X-Factor would have to be George Kittle. Um, for the offense to keep it going, uh, I believe he's probably one of the biggest players. He's definitely one to have more of a boomer boss game. And I think it's always more impactful when he does have that game. McCaffrey, Debo, IU are all fairly reliable, and Brock Purdy can do his own somewhat. I mean, he's had amazing games. He's also had really bad games, but it kind of also lies along with how George Kittle does as well. I mean, he's he's a big guy. He always seems to be open and is able to find a space. If you can just get the ball to George Kittle and let him make plays, I think he can really get the offense going and just not stop not stop scoring points for the 49ers team and get that big victory.
2: Well, I'm going to go 49ers as well, but I'm going to go on defense side of the ball, and I believe this brother plays on them, but it's Nick, correct, Bosa? Mm-hmm place for 49ers i think if he can have one or two sacks against jordan love that helps collapse the pocket make him a little bit uncomfortable i think he is the x factor um not not saying that like you know i don't think if he doesn't play well the 49ers aren't gonna win but if he does like i just you know you're a seven seed for a reason um you know granted are they playing well yes um but the 49ers are a little bit of a buzzsaw, I think. Um, I think this game will be uh, 35-20 um, towards the uh, 49ers. And Nick Bus is my guy. So, he is my X-factor. Now, for the last game, we have... Interesting, by the way, coming from a guy who went to Ohio State, but <laughs> I thought you were a Michigan I know, fan. I know. But... It, hey, hey, I said CJ Show should be number one pick. Now I a guy from Michigan saying that, right? So... When you play against him for so many times and he wrecks your day I think every if, time.
0: I think if C.J. Stroud beat Michigan, you know, those two years he started, I, I don't think he'd be saying that. But since they didn't beat, since Michigan beat them, I think that's why you're okay saying he should have
2: been number one. But that's Well, the point. Nick, I mean, Nick Bosa beat Michigan.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: So, that's a good point. Um hey, everyone. This last one is going to be Buccaneers versus Lions. And we can start wherever.
0: I'll go. I'll go problems. quick. Yep. Go for it. Uh Lions should win this game. I think they're gonna make the NFC championship game, which would be awesome. They they should beat the Bucs. They're better than the Bucs. And I'll go Laporta. I know he had the touchdown, but you know, only had three receptions. He wasn't too involved. I think uh we see a little more Laporta this week. I think that really helps their offense. Uh I think he gets some more reps too, because he was coming off the injury, which will help too. So Lions and Laporta. Boom, done. Score. Oh, yeah, my bad. Let's go 20, 24 to 10. Whoa, 10 points. Yeah, I think that's the Bucks low. are going to be a little Man. low. I don't think the Lions are going to miss. Uh, their secondary is kind of bad. 24-17. Let me give them another touchdown. That's fair. Okay. They're not going to miss that's tackles like fair. the Bucks did, though, or the Eagles did.
1: That's so, yeah, that's that's true too. I, I, whenever I heard that score, I felt a little more bad for Baker Mayfield too. I, I feel like he would have thrown a fit if you he heard you say that this team is only going to score 10,
0: seven. Yeah, you're right. 17, 10 a little low.
1: That's that's fair. That's fair. Well, um, I can go ahead and talk next. Um, I do agree with Charles. I think the wines are a better team in most facets they should truly beat the Buccaneers. Uh, if I were to give a score, I would say 24-20, kind of close along with what Charles is saying. I think the defense does step up a little bit. Um, on the contrary, though, I do think an X factor more for the game, at least for the Lions, would have to be Jared Goff. Um, I really do think he's he has he's got everything riding for him. I mean, he has an amazing playoff team that he should continue with. Um, he's just got to make some fairly decent plays, just like the 49ers, he has so many really good weapons around him, like Gibbs, Montgomery, Laporta, Amon Ra, That list kind of goes on. But um, I think if Jared Goff just continues making decent at least plays, giving the ball to his own playmakers, the team will be just fine. He's kind of had ups and downs in the playoffs in the past. So he has experience at least. Let's just hope that that playoff experience is on the brighter side for next weekend for him.
2: I'm going to go quick as well. I'm going to say Detroit wins. It's going to be 35-31, high-scoring game. X-Factor is oh, wow. going to be Aiden Hutchinson because he's going to get two clutch sacks. And he's going to get a fumble recovery.
0: That's a cheap answer just because he's right there. You, know, have think about, you, know, you have to think about that. He's right there. He gave it to <laughs> yeah. you. Bro,
2: bro, I I had planned this out even before. Even before.
1: Is Don't this give me true? is this true, Matt? We might have to see the
2: script. Okay, let's see. How many of you guys picked defensive players? So I Charles the Ravens. I did. Right? And that's it. I picked two defensive players. So
1: <laughs> I picked I mean I picked Chris Jones. Well you, yeah, have, yeah. Like,
2: you have three X factors for the you have the whole team as X Factor for the Chiefs. So it doesn't count. Uh, not, not really. I said Chris Jones. You said Chris Jones, you said um who was your other guy? You said George, Sneed,
1: I, I mentioned Mike Dana and George off office, but there I only did because there oh, also,
2: player. and you also mentioned luxurious Sneed, Granted, not in this segment, but before. So I mean, like I said, I mean, and you said, oh, yeah. and you said Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, like I mean, you're just naming like, the whole team.
0: Yeah. When you asked me an X factor for the Ravens, I said just the whole team.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's what Sam said just the,
0: just the Ravens in general. <laughs> I mean, they're the X factor, right?
2: No, literally, Sam. Every time we say something, so what do you think about this game? Oh, Chiefs!
0: Whoa, Matt's emotions
1: are boiling over. We got to stop this podcast. Hey, if oh,
0: the okay. hey, just saying, if the Chiefs win, Sam, you could definitely give him some crap for picking the Bills. But we'll see for what sure. happens because you know, if the Bills win, he's gonna give you crap.
1: So. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, hey. I kind of feel like I have to give myself a little crap too. Hey, I-
2: I grew up being a Pats fan and you guys always gave me crap when the Pats lost.
1: So <laughs> that's true. You guys also had like what 11, 12 years of a dynasty. You you had to you, you lived with it for a little bit. You were okay. It was twenty years, but that's okay.
0: As Matt always says too, uh when Sam brings up the Chiefs being a dynasty, he says, Well, let me know when you win six Super Bowls. <laughs> they couldn't we're win a third one this year and they'd be halfway there. The way,
2: so yeah. but anyways so it looks like those are our predictions um, thank you for letting us do the wild card recap um, obviously longer podcast but
0: that always that always happens when we come back we, we always back.
2: yeah been yeah. a month you know hour 15 seems like that's just how it has to go you know um, but I'm pretty excited pretty stoked I think the two best games are gonna be on Sunday which is the Bucks and lions and bills and Chiefs. So I'm hoping for some good games. Yeah, me too, too. for sure. That's that's
1: (laughs) the main thing to take away. Let's have some good games boy.
0: And let's not rage over uh, sports teams because do sports really matter at the end of the day? At Sam. They do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe if we get jobs in the sports world, they will, but we don't have that right now. (laughs) That's
2: true. Does anyone have Um, anything else to say before we we sign off?
0: No. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything, Sam?
1: no i don't have any thoughts but i'll I'll say i'll say too. i was just gonna say it's it was a lot of fun to go back to it it's a lot of fun as it always was to talk sports i'm really excited to see how these divisional games turn out we'll be sure to discuss it too
0: we will we will discuss it don't worry all right Well, well i will hit us with the outro episode 47 good long episode we needed it on our return. We're going to be hopefully more consistent now in the upcoming months. And we hope you guys enjoyed our football talk. Got to talk about the college football national championship, as well as the wild card recap in the NFL and little preview of the divisional matchups. But you can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcast. We're on there as well as a YouTube version. And so we hope you guys enjoy, but this is H double signing off with Sam Cookie and Maddie B and thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time peace peace